So, so, so when I, I'm thinking hustle, it's like... So if I had to word association, activist hustle, I would just say action every day. You don't, you hustle to get something that like is not on the road already. Like you have to go off of the road to find it. For us millennials, um, financially is something that we have come to just have to experience. In the United States, the way the economy was, we immediately just had to hustle. If you're a part of a marginalized community, then hustling is part of your everyday life. And when you're off the road, like you have to keep yourself going. So a hustle is just really trying to make it happen. The activist part, I feel like that's the action. And like in, the, in an activist way, I think it's an activist is a person who's trying to make an impact in their community. So if you're hustling to try to make an impact in your community, if you're working hard and finding ways where there weren't already ways, then you're, you're on your activist hustle. There's a lot of talk, you know, but that activism piece is that you are living it out. In every decision you make, you're thinking about how is this promoting my, my values and things like that. And the hustle part is just like, that's every day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> <laughs>Hi everybody and welcome to The Activist Hustle, a show that highlights the dopest of millennial activists. We're going to talk a little bit today with uh, Lena and Rachel and myself, Brandon, about why this podcast is happening. We're going to dive into the crucial questions that... I mean, yeah, I think we should, but I think before that we should like talk a little bit about ourselves. True, true, true. I don't know, okay. what do you think? I mean, that feels good. Do you want to go first? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, hello everybody, my name is Lena Cañon. Um, what do you think I should highlight? What are some important things here? Wow. I'm a millennial. Well, we all are millennials. We can get that out, out of the way. way. Definitely all of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't you tell us where you're from? Great. So I was born in Columbia and I moved to Boston when I was 10. So I consider myself an assimilated Bostonian at this point. So, um, I still love Colombia and I go back every year, but I am very much a Latina living in, in the U.S. in 2018. How about you, Brandon? Yeah. yeah, so I'm Brandon. I'm originally from St. Louis, proud St. Louisan, real proud St. Louisan. I'm really passionate about education, and uh, I was graduating from, I went to the University of Dayton, shout out UD, 2016, and I knew that I wanted to be an ed. I knew I wanted to work in the education sector outside of the classroom, and I knew that Boston was going to be the place to be, to be getting a, a powerful career in education. So it seemed like a good fit for me, and I had a lead at an organization where I work now as a recruiter. So it seemed like a good fit for me, and I'm actually loving it. Yeah, Let's talk great. about you, Rachel. Rachel, where are you from, and what brought you here? Okay, well, my name is Rachel Sullivan, the full name, get that out of the way. And um, I love Bostonian what was that Louisiana? What was the name? Oh, St. Louisan. St. Louisan. Yeah, I was thrown by that. I didn't know. Um, are you ready for, for my state? What ours is? Yes. Yeah. I am a Michigander. No. <laughs> no. Michigander. <laughs> Born and raised in Michigan, went to University of Michigan. Um, I moved to Boston about nine months ago. First person in my family to leave the town I grew up in. Um, big deal for my family. They are freaked out all the time that I am not an hour away at college anymore. But 
you know, a few hour plane ride away now. But um, I came because I am doing an AmeriCorps program. So that will be up in a few months. It's been a really, really great experience. I love being an AmeriCorps Vista. A lot of people, when I say AmeriCorps, they're like, oh, I tutored before, you know. So. <laughs> Shout out AmeriCorps Vista. I'm going to love myself. <laughs> so. They can't see it, but I'm doing a little, you know, dusting that dirt off my shoulder. <laughs> so just to clarify, I'm not a tutor. Vistas have regular roles at nonprofits and other organizations. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Great. Okay, great. Well, that's a little bit about us and uh, where our roots are and what brought us here. So I think it's pretty interesting that none of us are Boston natives, which is really cool. Yet here we are working in multiple projects in Boston and like devoting our community life and passion as true millennials would <laughs> to a foreign place. But we wouldn't be here without you, Brandon. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what got us here? Yeah, so I would owe that all to Blueprint. So uh, we're talking a little bit about bringing our passions and our interests into our the new communities that we are in, in Boston. And I spoke a little bit about my interest in education. And Blueprint is a, a startup that I have founded a, about a year ago, and it's an experiential leadership company. And what it functions effectively as is an incubator for activist projects on college and high school campuses. Uh, so what we're trying to do is bring the aspects of leadership activity and leadership training together. Um, we're using the process of building activist projects on campuses as the vehicle for really developing leadership skills. And what, what I'm really here to do is serve people who can make an impact in their college campuses, on their high school communities, et cetera, et cetera. Anywhere where they are, people making impact is what I'm here to support. And uh, why? Why did you pick that? Like out of all, you yeah. know, your passions, education, and yeah. out of all of the routes that you could have gone with education, why, the, why leadership and why leadership training? Yeah, that's real. So, so when I got to when I was in college, I did a lot of like leadership training workshops mm -hmm. and. They were more so, it was more so just like flattering to be invited to it rather than like impactful and really making a change in like the leader that I was developing to become. What I really found the biggest impact in my life in is the stuff that I was involved in, like making happen and maintaining. Like that's where I really got a lot of leadership skills from. And I mean, we're transitioning into like the quote unquote real world where like, you know, we're in corporate environments now where we gotta be like project managers and we've gotta have communication skills and you have to be able to respond to every email in an hour. Like all of these things, all these skill sets, like that would, stuff I that- I say realistic standards, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're standards. <laughs> but like I was able to do that in a, at a very high level in my first year out of college because of my experience like leading things like having large budgets to make certain things happen on a college campus like it wasn't new to me um, and I just saw that you know there's plenty of stuff for college students to do as far as workshops and stuff but there's not a lot of resources to get a new program off the off the ground or to find a new recruitment pipeline for your university if you're really done with not having enough diversity in your college campus like there's not a lot of resources for those types of things so that's what i'm trying to to really develop so that there are people that have pathways to building themselves as professionals as people as leaders etc cetera, etc cetera. that's so real that's super real because i mean as a first generation college student right you were already not aware of what college is supposed to be and what resources exist in college for you 
if you are involved in some of the leadership activities, they might not necessarily be for you. Like you said, like tailored for you or really you getting stuff out of it. It's more than getting stuff out of you being there. Um, so I appreciate that. Like, I love that. Yeah. So where, yeah, where do you see the podcast fitting into this? Yeah, definitely. So like I was saying, I'm all about supporting people in becoming the activists and leaders in their communities that they want to be. So in Blueprint, it's by providing an infrastructure that supports them in making that happen. And the activist hustle is another opportunity to be serving that millennial uh, activist population. Um, and I'm going to let you finish, but I'm going <laughs> to I know, too soon, too soon. Um, I'm going to add in their Gen Zs. Gen right? Zs, that's we, real. That's we're living real. in the Gen Z generation. Yeah, that's but, real. They're all around you. us. I'll give the money back <laughs> to you. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so it's really supporting millennials and Gen Z as well in the process of building those projects themselves. But, of course, it's not going to be in the project management tutorials. It's not going to be in the coaching that Blueprint does. But it's in the bringing of the stories of actual activists doing the work that they've done before. Uh, we talked a little bit last weekend actually about like what we're trying to bring in this podcast and it's not the fluffy stories of like how great an impact someone made. Like it's that because people are doing amazing things, but it's also like how rough it is to be finding funding and balancing all of the struggles in your life and engaging engaging with like very challenging issues of our time. So uh <laughs> yeah. so you so you're trying to keep it real. I'm trying to keep it all the way you're, real. You're, you're bringing it, but you're like really bringing it. I'd you're not going to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you, you brought it. <laughs> <laughs> and brought us along in this journey yeah, with you. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I feel so excited by this podcast because I feel like it's what I needed when I was in college. Right. It's like, I'm also a first, first gen um, college student. And it's like, you don't even know what you don't know. It's, yeah. You're like, oh, I'll go to college. I have like three career choices, you know, like that your parents are like, oh, so you're going to be like a lawyer or a doctor or like, but you can be anything you want to be, air quotes, is what everyone's telling you when you're in college. And you're like, what does that look like? Like, you don't hear these, these success stories of like people that are our age that are doing the hustling, hustling, doing the activist <laughs> hustle and they're, they're successful at it and they're making a living and they're doing work that's important to them. And have redefined success, right? I think that that's the other tackle or struggle of being a millennial or a Gen Z is that success has been defined for you by the previous generations. It's like, that's not at all what we're about. We're, we're bringing it and it's something new and our success is being an activist and having to hustle and having your cup filled and yes. being passionate and having many projects and being in, you know, having all of your intersections flourish mm -hmm. as opposed to just signing up for like a cookie cutter lifestyle, which is what was before us. I mean, am I right or am I right? I mean, you never lie. I'll, I'll tell you when you lie. <laughs> you will though. You're you good for now. <laughs> so, Rachel, I love that. So why, how did you end up here in this room with us? That's what I want to know. Like, I, I've heard a little bit, you just said about why this podcast is important to you, but how did like the path even pave for you to end up here? That is a great question. I have a certain career path at the moment in as a healthcare professional. So long-term, I hope to be a midwife. And I've always wanted to work on a podcast just from being like an avid podcast listener. So when yes. I saw the, the call for this show, I was like, 
that's perfect. That's something that I know a little bit about, but I can also learn a lot about in the process. So what about so you? When you say the call, like oh. what, like the bat signal in the air, Brandon, <laughs> what call did you put out there? <laughs> Oh, it was the most sophisticated service out there in Boston. <laughs> it's the it's the young nonprofit network. Yes, yes. Teach, teach I, people. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bostonians hit up these listservs. They come at you on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, depending on what you want. But uh, I am on the young education professionals one as well. The young nonprofit professionals. Just hit their websites. They have listservs that'll tell you all about events, um, new job opportunities, like this one yeah. project opportunities. It's 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 a good it's a good resource. I think that um, that's really valid. So that's how you got in. You have these like two amazing people in the room with you now I because do. you put on really that call. Do. And Aaron, shout out to Aaron who's not here, but is the one doing all of our editing, um, and it's like part of our team as well. Um, but that's also how I heard about it. Yeah. And I, and I'm not gonna lie, I was like. I've been wanting to get into podcasts for a while because I have like this idea of something I want to do. And I saw this and I was like, oh, this is it. Like, this is it. This is like my calling of like the first step. And I think that that's something, everything that we've said here speaks to our generation very truthfully of having the hustle, having the passion. But I think for me, it's also having the fear. Like, mm -hmm. I think I could have picked up a mic and started doing this years ago, right? And, and I think it's really real to acknowledge that when people aren't in the space and when you're not represented there's like a huge barrier there and I was like yeah no I could never do a podcast like not once have I heard you know like a Latino podcast and then I heard a Latino podcast it was like Latino USA and I was like oh wait this could be a thing that I do so when I got your email I was like I'm gonna do it with you this will be it so thank you for having us here and like joining your team Thank you for bringing your brilliant minds to this podcast. I'm really excited to see where this goes. And our, and our beautiful voices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that yours is a friend. Not that yours is a All right, so I think one more question we should tackle, you know, in the intro episode that this is, is who are we talking to? Yeah, yeah, we're talking to uh, high school and college students. We're talking to Gen Z and millennials who are trying to get involved in activism. Blueprint is here to serve that population, and the activist hustle is here in the same way to serve that population. Well, you don't have to be in school <laughs> to be an activist. You don't have to be yeah. in high school. You don't have to be in college you want to be involved in activism, you want to learn more about it, you can listen to the great guests that we're going to have and maybe you'll see yourself in them. Um, yeah. I think, you know, even further than that, like, let's just go big or go home, right? Like, we're talking to literally everybody. We're talking to um, auntie. Like, we're talking to auntie who sees her cousin or her nephew, like, hustling and, like, in and out the door. We're talking to my mom. Like, we're talking to our boss. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, I think we're talking to literally anybody who, who wants to be educated about, one, what our experience is. 
whether it be millennials and Gen Zs that want to relate or whether it be non-millennials and non-Gen Zs that want to hear about our experiences. Same with activism. Mm -hmm. I think that it goes to the future act. Like we're talking to you, future activists. We're talking to you, current activists. And we're also talking to you, retired activists. Which we'll take you where you are. Yeah. We'll go there. Like I really do think that this is a show for everybody to truly understand what it's like um, to be living in 2018 and, and to be tackling the issues that we have right now. And I think that after every single episode, it doesn't matter who you are, you will be inspired. So, okay, awesome. So we've talked about why we're here, what's brought us here. Um, and I guess the one thing that I do want to talk about is activist hustle. You know, when people hear that, depending on who you are, you immediately think different things. I love it because I feel like older generations uh, wouldn't associate hustle with the definitions that we've given it so far. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like, one, there's the obvious, like, oh, you are a hustler? Like, you're hustling someone. So yeah. that means that you're deceiving. And I think it's really important to dissect that word for, especially in this episode, because, right, mm -hmm. like, it's that... It's what you heard in like the the late 90s hip hop is like, I got to eat, like I got to eat. So I got to hustle and I got to do it every day because if I don't. Yeah, even when I don't want to. <clears throat> exactly. So it's like, I can't sleep on this because my life depends on it. Now, we are in a particularly privileged space where we can say we get to choose what our hustle is as well. Like not only are we hustling every day to eat and to pay our bills and to like you know, be here, <clears throat> but we also have to hustle in terms of our activism. And I think that it's both beautiful that it's 2018 that we have all of this technology that makes information accessible. And by information, I mean like hardships of the world, right? Like we can see all of our problems and we can no longer claim ignorance. They're all out there. But with that also comes like, okay, how are we going to do something about it? Right. And I think that that's where we have to hustle because it's, it's a lot, you know, to keep it real, we are at a very polarized time in our country. And when I analyze the United States politics from an outside perspective, I'm like, is this Game of Thrones? What? Where am I? What is happening here? Really? It's like I've never, and every country has their own political problems. I mean, hello, I'm from Colombia. Like, we do. But I've never seen something so, so far progressed in terms of industrialism, in terms of finance, finances, but at the same time, so divided. And so I think that that's why this podcast is also so important mm -hmm. to uh, activate our youth and to uh, keep us moving forward, right? Definitely. What do you think are the biggest challenges? I'm so glad that you asked that because, you know, it's, it's really challenging. Probably my biggest struggle as in my journey of trying to be an activist is, is what I would call like the power of the individual. So it's like this constant tension between like am I am I doing enough and is what I'm doing making enough of a difference mm -hmm. um I guess let me give like an example of what I mean by that um I have long cared for the environment when I was in middle school I, I started a recycling program at my school because I lived like out in a township and you had to like drive your recycling like to the station and drop it all off so I would like have all the teachers collected and my mom would come pick me up at the end of the week and I'd make her like drive us with this like these big big subs of paper and now I like a vegetarian I like pay for a composting service I like stopped using a lot of the stuff I grew up with like ziplock bags and tampons and I'm like I'm doing this like I'm 
eat, like eat, breathe, live, like this ideal. And then I watched this BuzzFeed video about how to make waste-free makeup. And I was like, I'll never be there. <laughs> I'll never be there. Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm never going to do enough. Yeah. I'm never going to be enough. I'm never going to be able to like fully live out this like environmental activist lifestyle. Yeah. And logically I know that it's, and I tell people like, it's a journey. Like you just, you make the best decisions you can, but like emotionally I'm like, but that's also the reality. It's the reality of what we just talked about of having all of this information accessible to us and also having the burden of having to do something with that. The world has been set up in a certain way where it's like, you can't go at it alone. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is why it's important for us to be highlighting all the activists because you might not fix I'm going to keep it real with you, okay? <laughs> Just hear me out here. Yeah. Like, you might not fix all of the environmental issues of the world. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I know. But if you continue to do what you are doing, which is being educated about it and actively pursuing fixing at least a little bit of it, and then everybody else does as well, you are making a monumental change. It's a it's just, you know, it's like the, the, like you said, the power and the dilemma of like, I'm, I'm just one person. Why does this matter? Mm -hmm. Well, if every person thought that way and didn't do it, then it would really matter. You know, my biggest challenge of activism or being mm -hmm. an activist is I feel like I live in, in this body of water that is hypocrisy. And like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I'm confident. I'm like, I love myself. Like I really do. I've, I have ex my father like taught me that I have to love myself to ever truly genuinely love anybody. And even in that, I'm still sitting in this like sea of hypocrisy where I'm like, how can I like myself so much when I'm such a hypocrite? Like, how can I take my bike and say that I don't want to contribute to the environment feeling yet I'm eating meat, right? And, and like, how can I do that? And like use charcoal toothpaste, for example, <laughs> yeah. but still use like Tresemme shampoo. And it's like, I think it, it speaks to two things. Like one, Rachel, be realistic, right? Like the realistic activist has to pick and choose what you are really doing because I'm not going to be able to do it all. And also I have to cater to like my internal struggles of like, does this make me a hypocrite and therefore not worthy of being a leader and not worthy of of being somebody who energizes others and inspires others. And I think that this particular week was hard. I don't know if you guys heard about Nas. Nas has been a staple to, to like millennials and even pre-millennials. Like he came out with like so many songs that were so progressive for the community. And Khalees just did this interview where she talked about he like beat her and he's a terrible father and he and it's just like whoa one where is yeah. this coming from but also like these are our heroes these are people that were putting on a pedestal but at the same time they're human and like they're people and it's very important to know why are people even listening to us right now right like what makes it worthy for them to listen to us and i think that us sharing this makes us very vulnerable and relatable and I can, I can guarantee that there are people right now listening to this being like, oh, damn. Yeah, me yeah. too. Right? Yeah, yeah. I is, hope so. It is <laughs> such a, a larger problem for millennial activism is that we, everyone's watching us because of the technology that you talked about. Like, that's been so, and we've been so ingrained in our, like, beings yeah. now. Like, yeah. 
everyone sees whether you went to the women's march you know mm -hmm. like if you didn't go now you're not an activist or something yeah. you know and you can't do it all and it's all so complex too and i think that that's the other thing i think we hold ourselves to a really unrealistic standard of education and i think we've gotten to a point where we're not even tolerant of our lack of education like you just got to keep it real like you don't know everything and i think one thing for us and for continuing this podcast is that we should all just commit to being one vulnerable about our ignorance but also embrace other people's like mm -hmm. embrace the, the fact mm -hmm. that we can teach each other right there are so many things holding you back already that you cannot afford to be the one that holds yourself back and that's why we're here we all have these inner tensions between the voice telling us to go out and do something and the voice telling us that we'll never be able to. The voice telling us that we'll never be enough and we get inundated with all of this information about what's impossible, what's possible, what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. On this show, we're going to start dissecting that. We'll hear from different activists every couple of weeks who are deep in the hustle about what they are doing, what's working for them, how they pick themselves up when they fall, and what obstacles are there for them. With each interview, Rachel and I will try to tease apart what we're trying to learn from these amazing role models, and hopefully you'll learn something too. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter as Activist Hustle, also on Facebook as The Activist Hustle, or email us at theactivisthustle at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us anywhere where you listen to your podcasts, and if you want to be first in line to get our brand new episodes, you can do so by logging to theactivisthustle.co. And stay tuned for our first interview episode with our special guest, Angelica Maria, on June 6th.